From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast number 78. I am Brad Robinson and today this episode is all about medications, medications for anxiety, medications for depression, and I'm going to give you my opinion on medications as well as the research I did on why medications can be harmful in the long run, okay? I get this question a lot. People message me on social media, on YouTube, and they ask me my opinion of medication and whether they should continue taking medications, whether they should go on medications because their anxiety is so bad. So let's dive into medications this podcast episode. Me, I didn't take medications when I recovered from anxiety because I had a strong belief that, you know, medications will have a negative effect. I was afraid of putting these pills inside my body because they would harm me even more. I had severe health anxiety. So I was considering medication at my lowest during health anxiety. My health anxiety suffered days. And at the time, I believed to have a bladder infection because parts of my sides were 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 hurting and I, I believe like my lower stomach region uh I, I I was urinating a lot and I just had this strong belief that I had a bladder infection because at one point I thought I was peeing blood and I, I wasn't but it, my mind I, I was sleep deprived I wasn't sleeping properly and one morning I thought you know I was peeing blood and and that drove me into a frenzy. I thought I had a bladder infection. So I was seeing many doctors. I was going to the doctors multiple times, uh, getting my urine tested and stuff like that. So I went to the hospital once. And after they said, no, everything checks out fine, Brad. But in my mind, a health anxiety sufferer's mind, I was like, well, I have this thing. You know, they missed something. And so he prescribed me medications for a bladder infection. And I remember taking those medications and and researching on Google the side effects to bladder infection medication, uh, the specific ones he prescribed me. And it said, you know, you'll, you'll experience some anxiety, depression, uh, um, restlessness, all of these horrible things. And and that it was either a placebo or it was the truth and i experienced such high levels of depression taking this medication i was experiencing high levels of anxiety and i couldn't be alone i was calling my parents all day long i i at one point my sister came over and she, just to see how i was doing just to hang around because i was scared of being alone i was scared of dying any minute during that day, during those days. And I just needed people to be around me. I couldn't even get out of bed. 
okay? And so I didn't like putting these pills into my body. And I refused to take any anxiety medication, any depressing, anti, any antidepressants. And it was just my decision. I was just like, you know what? There has to be a way to overcome this. And that's when my recovery began. Once I reached that low point, I went on the internet and I started to search for the answers. And I found those coaches, I found those YouTubers, I found those podcasts on anxiety recovery. And then I decided to go that route, to go all natural, because these people have done it. It's been done. I found that it's been done. And so that was my decision, just to work hard and overcome this chaos naturally. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the the medications that are out there, the negative effects, the, the some good effects. Um, but I did my research. I read many books on anxiety, trauma, and they talk a lot about medication. So I went and dove back into medications and I put together a lot of great info about medications in this podcast. So let's get into it. So, so these anti-anxiety medications out there, as well as antidepressants, only promote coping, not resolving. Okay, let's get that straight. They only promote coping with anxiety, with depression, putting the Band-Aid, numbing the sensations. But it, th- th- these medications don't resolve the underlying issues. They don't cure trauma. They dampen the, sim- the symptoms. They dampen the pain of the underlying issues, but they don't cure the issues. If, if you're taking medications now... It's important to resolve those underlying issues through hypnosis, CBT, NLP practices, some sort of structure so that eventually you can get off the medications. That's the goal. You know, don't just take these medications and, 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 just sit around at home and and go about your daily life expecting change because your underlying issues are always going to be there those traumas so if you're going if you're taking medication now it's important to resolve all of those traumas as you're taking the medication it's important to work with CBT and NLP some sort of structure so that you can overcome the chaos you're currently going through and that you can get off of the medication okay so ask yourself do you really think these medications are good for my health in the long run it's a very important question I personally didn't believe that and I still don't believe that it's beneficial for your health in the long run and there's many reasons why um, first, these medications block the chemicals that regulate pleasure, motivation, p- 
pain and engagement, right? They, they, they're, they're like these numbing agents, right? The public and medical professionals treat you like a number. And that's important to really, really think about that. They treat you like a number. I you remember I, yeah, I didn't have a bladder infection, but he just prescribed me those medi- medications anyways. I know many friends who are on antidepressants, and their do- do- their doctor just put them on them, right? And they're not even going to therapists. They're not even getting help. They're just coping by taking medications. So medical professionals treat you like a number and they widely accept this theory that mental illness is caused primarily by chemical imbalances in the brain that can be corrected by specific drugs. So these drugs suppress the issues, but they don't get to the root. One in 10 Americans take antidepressants. It's a staggering amount. It's only going up. So, oh, this is very interesting. So Medicaid, Medicaid, which is the government health program for the poor, spend more on antipsychotics than any other drug. In 2008, it funded $3.6 billion for these medications. And currently, in the U.S., 13% of the population over 12 years of age take antidepressant medication. That's a lot of people. No wonder the pharmaceuticals are just making so much money these days, right? In 2008, 19,045 children aged five and under were prescribed antipsychotics through Medicaid. These medications seriously impact the mind of a growing child, interfering with their motivation, their play, and their curiosity. They are even at a higher risk of being obese and developing diabetes. Now, let's talk about the different antidepressant medications and their side effects. So, SSRIs, very popular, and they are serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And they include Prozac, Zoloft, Effexor, Paxil. And there are many long-term effects to these kinds of medications. Sexual problems, weight gain, feeling emotionally numb, diabetes, like I said before, not feeling like yourself, reduced positive feelings, feelings of addiction, 
toward the drug. So a lot of people become dependent on this drug. Also, the drug loses its effectiveness. So over months, the effects of the medication lessens and lessens. Sometimes the brain becomes less responsive towards the drug and thus its tolerance increases. So you got to keep upping the dosage, right? So people become dependent on these drugs and, and it becomes the person's new normal, right? Being on these drugs. That's really important to understand because what happens when you want to get off the drug? And the drug has been your normal for months, maybe even years, right? So there's going to be withdrawal symptoms. Like I said, your tolerance to the drug increases. Doctors tend to up the dose and switch drugs because of this tolerance. So it can seem like a never-ending cycle to somebody. So taking a drug for months... It can become your new normal and it makes it harder to stop and return back to a regular state and you're going to get those withdrawal symptoms, okay? 74% of people who took the drug and reported its negative effects said that there are withdrawal symptoms. Some include suicidal thoughts. Some include shakiness. Some include uh, restlessness. And even the ones I mentioned before, like sexual problems, weight gain, um, and not feeling like yourself. Your body's trying to return back to normal, and that could be a huge change, right? So how are you supposed to heal if you are numbing yourself with these drugs, putting those band-aids over those underlying issues. And there are cases where antidepressants can be useful. I mean, if someone comes to you, and I'm talking about you being a, a clinical psychologist, if, if a clinical psychologist got a patient who's suicidal, Who's, who is going to kill themselves at any moment and they they go to their, psycho, uh, the, their psychologist for help, it can be very useful for that patient to go on antidepressants because it's better to live another day than not take the antidepressants and then and then die because what good are you dead right you're 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 dead. So antidepressants can be that stepping stone towards the help that, that they need, right? And that's important to understand. When some people at their lowest, when they feel backed into a corner that there's no way out, antidepressants can be a good stepping stone to live another day and then work towards those structures like hypnosis, like like therapy, like NLP. Um, these are great structures to resolve these traumas. And these people 
are living with such chaos, they need to resolve all of these underlying issues. So antidepressants can be a, a good in that sense, right? So now I'm going to talk about mood stabilizers. And there are mood stabilizers out there such as Risperdal and Seroquel. Yes, they can help. And they can help by calming someone down when they feel out of control. And they can help those who cannot sleep at night, who are experiencing insomnia. But note this, there are those negative effects to these medications. There's always those negative effects. These drugs work by blocking the dopamine system, the reward system, which create pleasure and it creates motivation. And think about how you will withdraw from this drug if you've been taking it for months. You're going to have that withdrawal period. You can't be dependent on these drugs forever. These drugs dampen the emotional brain, making it difficult to respond to danger and pleasure. You can also experience weight gain, diabetes, and it sometimes makes the person feel inactive and alienated. So I'll, now I want to read a page from a great book called The Body Keeps the Score. I highly recommend this book. It's by Bessel van der Kolk. Very powerful book all about trauma, all about how we store trauma, all about the brain on trauma. And he talks about medications uh, quite a bit in this book. So I want to read a paragraph about um, tranquilizing drugs, okay? He says here, Traumatized patients tend to like tranquilizing drugs, benzodiazepines, like, like clonopin, Valium, Xanax, and Ativan. In many ways, they work like alcohol in that they make people feel calm and keep them from worrying. Casino owners love customers on benzodiazepines. They don't get upset when they lose and keep gambling. But also, like alcohol, benzos weaken inhibitions against saying hurtful things to people we love. Most, civ most civilian doctors are reluctant to prescribe these drugs because they have a high addiction potential and they may also interfere with trauma processing. Patients who stop taking them after prolonged use usually have withdrawal reactions that make them agitated and increase post-traumatic symptoms. Now, I believe that anxiety can be overcome 
naturally. I overcame it naturally. I had severe GAD and I had severe health anxiety, agoraphobia. And I believed that through discipline, through hard work, through perseverance, you can overcome it naturally. And I've seen it with my clients. You can overcome it naturally. And I I designed my program to do this. I used everything that worked for me to overcome my anxiety disorder, everything that was extremely useful, extremely beneficial, I put into the program. And you can find that program on my website at unpluganxiety.com. It's a structured CBT, NLP-based program. And it guides you through the recovery process. And I believe that we can overcome our challenges naturally, like nature intended, right? If we take these drugs, if we continue to take these drugs and numb our underlying issues, how can you get to a better place in your life? How can you? It's not good to numb with these artificial reuptake inhibitors, right? It's not good to numb ourselves with these different drugs. And I believed when I was going through my anxiety disorder that, you know, it was only going to cause me more harm than good. I was afraid. I had my health anxiety was so severe that I believed that you know, taking these drugs is just going to harm my health. So it was just a decision I made. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And and taking on that responsibility to recover, that I was in fact damaged, that I was in fact, you know, chaotic in my nature, that I was in fact flawed, I began to work hard every day just to prove myself wrong. Each day I was working harder and harder to be different than I was yesterday. Even if it was just a little bit, I would just sit around and listen to these podcasts of people who overcame anxiety and how they did it. I would constantly surround myself with those positive influencers that overcame the same challenges I was overcoming. Right? So it was it was I was I reached rock bottom that I knew that there was nowhere to go but up. And I believed that the natural way is the best way. And I always believe that's the case. That's why I designed this program. I, I was blown away about the uh, from the stuff I learned uh, about how I could actually do it. I, I didn't believe in myself before. I, I didn't believe that I could overcome anything and get anywhere in my life. There were many, many, many years 
where I would spend sitting in the basement just feeling guilty, feeling jealous of other people, feeling, you know, ashamed of myself, not really moving towards something that was really meaningful in my life. I never believed that I could I could really get there. I didn't have the confidence. But through my recovery journey, I developed that confidence. I realized that I am more than I am. And you are more than you are. You are more. And you just have to prove that to yourself. So begin the recovery journey. And I believe you can. I've seen people who have done it. There are many, many people who have done it just like myself. Many people. Just find them and learn from them. And re-listen to these podcasts over and over again. Write notes. Because the more you subject yourself to this information, the more it gets ingrained in your unconscious mind. The more you absorb it and the more you become like me or like other role models who have conquered this life challenge, right? So the more you subject yourself to those types of people, the more you become like them. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you have any questions about the program, it's 50% off for all of May. And that's at unpluganxiety.com. Go check that out. If you have any questions about the program, email me, message me. If you have any questions at all, you can reach me. Thank you so much. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.